It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For Love of Pomegranate podcast is brought to you today in association with the Who Knows Wins app. Do you have somebody in your family or in your life who thinks they are the absolute Nostradamus of guessing all the scores correct and all the games, getting all the results correct on any given weekend? Well, the Who Knows Wins app would be a way of you calling their bluff. What it is, is it's a social sports game where mates, friends, family, colleagues, you may name it, can pit their wits against each other for real money, but... Most importantly, for the all-important bragging rights of being that person who knows just that bit more about sports than everybody else. Um, You can use the app for free. It is a free app to download from the iOS and from the Android store. Um, If you don't have a custom league that you've set up yourself, don't fear. You can always play in in in-app leagues as well with the community that is there. And you can join one of those, just like this week's Pick 10 League has a £6,000 prize fund. That might be something that might interest you as well. You can keep on top of all the live action within the application with live updates and live score updates in real time, which is really, really handy. And so far, since its inception, over £2 million have been won on the application itself. Just a couple of things to mention too. You need to be 18 years or over to use the application. Application is available in the UK, so some of our listeners outside the UK may not be able to to avail of this application. And lastly, please, 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 please remember to gamble responsibly. So thank you once again to Who Knows Wins application. And now, let's go back to the podcast. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Seth and Paddy, on the spur of the moment, just said we jump on and do a quick little preview because we may not get a chance to do so later on. Obviously, bright uh, at the weekend, brighten away at the weekend. I know, Paddy, you were thinking about going to it with your with Stephen, your son. 
Um, but obviously yep. that isn't happening. Or is it happening? Maybe something has changed since I was speaking <laughs> two weeks ago about it. Yeah, well, what, what changed was I couldn't justify going over to spend the money to watch what we've been currently watching. So I've changed my mind and put this trip on the long finger. So we might, we might do another one in a few weeks if things improve. But I just couldn't do it to myself, to be honest. <laughs> well, there's nice, honesty for you to nice start. positive podcast. start to the podcast, huh? Exactly. Nice honesty to start the podcast. But we've got... Brighton at the weekend, Paddy. I know that you've watched the press conference at the moment. Um, look, I suppose when you're in the situation that we're in as Aston Villa, we're going to hang in every word that's been said. We did it, I suppose, after the Newcastle game. And there was changes that were said to be made. Changes weren't made. Well, there was one change made. That's that's unfair to say. And, and he even made reference to it in his pre-match, conference, or pre-match uh, comments just immediately prior to the game. Um. What was your view of, of of the press conference today, Paddy? And what did you what did you make of it? Well, it, it got off to a great start with somebody asking him about what the players thought about Ukraine, which begs belief that we get ten minutes to listen yeah, to yeah. our esteemed leader and somebody asked him about Ukraine, like as if we don't have enough to worry about. This is our release, and there's some gobshite asking him about Ukraine. So that annoyed me straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent you a snippet from the, the podcast where he said he thought they did very well against Watford. Now, I know what he was saying. He was saying that the figures will tell you they had more possession, more shots, all that kind of stuff. But that really got me that one. <laughs> we, we, we spoke and about that, it. That's right? why you're asking me about it. <laughs> that's exactly I'm putting you on the spot. That's what I did. Yeah. We, we sent messages back and forth about it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother you too much, but it bothered me. No, War- talk is cheap. Talk is cheap, regardless. Good talk, like it's great when you've got when when you're talking about when signings comes in, come in and stuff like that. But I always just find the, the Friday press conference, no matter who the manager is, no matter what the team is, once you get to top flight football, it's all media trained within an inch of its life. And uh, you know, there's no way that he was going to turn around and say, "Well, I went in there and I booted five of them up the arse last week," and. Uh, that's essentially what we've been, you know, what, what's going to come out of the weekend. Like some of the questions that are asked are are, are fine. Some of the questions that are asked are softball to, to, to get him into the into the press conference, and that's fine. I, I the only press, as I said to you, the only press I'm in, I'm interested in, the only press I'm interested in dealing with is the press of our midfield next uh, on Saturday and how we mm. press their um, their fullbacks and how we press the likes of Motor. Uh, that would be playing in that kind of central attacking midfielder role. Um, apart from that, everything else is uh, consequential, I think, for me. Well, I, I would like another press to be the press to grow a pair of balls and ask them the, the hard questions on a Friday, which none of them do. Even Blue knows Tom Ross doesn't ask a hard question on a Friday. So we're, we're getting absolutely nothing from him. Other than what we see on a Saturday afternoon, which isn't good enough, and it has to change tomorrow, which is why you're uh, here. Look, yeah, and and look, the you, you can, uh, uh, if if everybody wants wants exactly what they they want to be told on a Friday, that's well and good. That's the one uh, for me makes no difference. He could have come out and said, "I'm going to start, I'm going to start eleven, I'm going to start twelve players and see if the referee doesn't notice." And it wouldn't have made blind bit of notice, but blind bit of difference to me. And uh, and Saturday, it's it, it'll be all said on the field. Yeah. Um. But look, I suppose it's it's interesting because there just has been a lot of chatter over it. And one of the things I took away from it was that, that he mentioned, and it is a sobering reality, 
that the team the Aston Villa haven't finished above tenth in the Premier League. Granted, we were out of the league for a period of time, haven't finished above tenth in the Premier League in uh, in over ten years. So you know, that's something that's factual and that's to be borne in mind. I suppose when we mm-hmm. see the inconsistency that we're seeing at the moment, it's a historical inconsistency that we have, and and somebody's going to get it right at some stage. But there are going to be ups and downs in it, and well, it's, that's a, it's, a, his, it's a historical inconsistency, as you say. But he's been brought in to change that, so change it and stop talking about it. Yeah, you know, stop, stop 12, talking 12, about twelve games to change it. You know, like who's to say that? Who's to say we don't go out and win two 0 at the weekend? You know, I just I'm going. I, mm. That's just, why the final press conference he can't win. You yeah, can't win it's, it's, in the press conference. Well, don't come out and tell us the week before you're going to make changes and make one change. That's why, we, Paddy, you which can't everybody win. else, it's, you it's can't pointless win when you talk. Yeah, but you can't yeah. win no matter what you say. Yeah. No matter what you say. If he said mm. he was going to make no changes, he would have been flat. He would have been flattened in 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 the court of public opinion as well. You just can't win. The only way mm. that this will all go away is a one nil win and at the weekend. One will win at the weekend after that, yeah, and so on. Well, so yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's just not, not, it's going to be on the field. It's it's not going away because we're after having three very poor performances, and it needs a huge uh, change in fortunes, and that's got to start this weekend because if it doesn't, we've got a number of hard fixtures coming up in in the, in the next few weeks. So, um, we'll be back to making excuses and, and talking about other stuff, but. It, it needs to it needs to change this weekend. His tactics needs to change ever so slightly. Otherwise, I think Brighton could do a number on us again. And Paddy, that's what we are going to do today. For all those people that aren't watching live today, you're missing you're missing out on the wonders of technology because today, Paddy, you're going to tell Stephen Gerrard how he's going to win this game at the weekend because we have a tactics board. Yes, we have it. We have a tactics board, and we're going to. Uh, we're going to use it. Um, let me just make a few adjustments here to the... Perfect. So what we have is here. On the right-hand side, we have our playing squad. I've obviously left out Robin Olsen because barring an injury, I don't think Robin Olsen is going to be playing. I even debated about putting in Emmy Martinez in there because we know he's going to be in goals. Um, went down through it. Obviously, added in Ben Christine in there as well. Young Tim is in there. Carney's in there. This is the squad that we have to work with, minus Marvelous Nakamba. There's 20 players, outfield players there. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have. Okay, so you're laying out the team, Paddy Kelly, in a turn of events on the front page of the Birmingham Mail. Kelly comes in from Ireland to rescue Villa. Lay out your team. Now, before, actually, before you do it, I think I'm going to pop up this here. The last time that, let me see here, the marvels, the marvels of... Um, of technology. Well, I'm moving everything around the place. Talk amongst yourselves there, everybody. This is making for riveting um for a riveting conversation. So last time Brighton won a game was against Watford, ironically enough. And this is the formation. <laughs> this is their position map from when yeah. they played. And no, two, thirteen, nine, eighteen, fifteen, and three are not their defense. Their defense <laughs> is is the the, the part of the field with the least amount of players in it. So just for, I suppose, for reference, we'll leave that there. And uh, I'll actually just lock that into position there, just so that you can see where they're lined up. Now, obviously, they're not going to line up in exactly the same positions, but it's a point of reference, I suppose. So I presume we're going to have Emmy Martinez and Golds in Paddy's land. So what, what are we what going are you after doing? that? Are you, are you picking a team here? Based you're on you're, you're picking the team, and I'm how, just moving them. 
how I would set them out or how I think yeah, oh, yeah. Gerard would set them out? Oh, how 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 you would set them out? <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> left back, Luca Dean. Left back, Luca Dean. Is that yeah, that's right, right back. back? Oh, that's that's right back position, isn't it? Yeah, yeah my left and my right. I presume uh, Matty Cash is going to Matty be right Cash back. right back. Yeah, I don't want to presume anything. This is Paddy Kelly. Who knows? <laughs> and then Mr. Mings and Mr. Conza. Mr. Conza, good to have him back as well. By the way, Conza, I think I I think we see. Um, yeah, it's just nice to have that partnership back. Yeah. Now this is where I would change things up. I would play two holding central midfielders. Okay. And that is um, Callum Chambers. Yes. And Douglas Louise. So Douglas of Louise. Okay, perfect. All right. I'm going to spread and, them out there just because it looks better. Yeah, well, the, the, the reason they're, you're actually right to spread them out because that's why we've picked them that way because I want the two of them to do the jobs that we've, we've had uh, – Ramsey and McGinn do yeah. it. So now comes the problem because we have to choose which one of or both of Ramsey and Louise are going to miss out here. Or Ramsey, Ramsey and McGinn. McGinn. So um, in order to shut up shop and make sure we don't concede goals and catch people on the break, this is what I'm going to go with. So through the middle in in the 10 role will be Mr. Coutinho. Coutinho. Him up here somewhere, yeah. Oh, we'll play him as a deep line 10. And then off him to the right, I would have Emmy Buendia from Argentina. There we go. And on the left, Jacob Ramsey. Okay, Jacob JJ Ramsey, right. And and as they're usually quite a high press, it's Danny Ings up front. Daniel William. I think it's Daniel William. He is Daniel William Ings. Right. Well, okay. So there's, there's people there's people shouting at the screen here. And I know there is. They're, they're looking going, what is this guy on drugs? That That's the way okay. I think we, I think that's how we can stop Watford scoring tomorrow. Um, the reason I asked you would, was that way, how I would play it. Um, that that's how I play it. Do I think that's how our manager would play it? No, absolutely not. But that's if I was picking the team tomorrow based on form, based on the result we need to get tomorrow. That's how I pick it. No, Paddy. And, and obviously, let me, let, you know, yeah. everyone that listens know knows that my favorite player in the squad is John McGinn. John McGinn, and he's the one that's left out because I am not saying he should be left out. I just think to fit this formation the way I would like it done, wouldn't it be great if we were chasing the game to take off Callum Chambers and have an effervescent John McGinn on to change the game? But I'm hoping it won't come to that. With that with that lineup, I think that's very solid and we don't have our two effervescent midfielders playing at left back and right back. So anyway, discuss. I will. I've got arrows down here and everything, Paddy. If you know, if I, I've this is full Jamie Carragher skyboard now. If you want it, if you want to use, you know, explain it, it's probably better because I will be using them. I didn't put them there for sure, like, um. Mm. But yeah, look, I, 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 I think look, there's merit in that. There's absolute merit in that team. 
Um, I don't think there's a hope in hell that's the team that starts, but then again, I don't think there's a hope in hell the team I'm going to put out will start either. So that's why this is be- that's why the, there's the beauty of this. Um, I can move the ball around here if you if you want me to move the ball. I don't know who wants the ball there, but um, I I, th- I think look, just given given the amount of players here, I think um, I think we're in for trouble regardless. And I think that like it, just see the, the, everything within Brighton is is developed to protect, protect, protect. It's all about protecting and then hoping that Lamptey, Cucurella, or Motor through the middle can get something rocking. That's mm. that's the way Brighton work. People might laugh, but Brighton work with Lamptey and Cucurella in the same way, specifically Lamptey. They work in the same way as kind of like we did with Jack Grealish. It was protect everything else, and then here's your out ball. They've obviously got Motor in the, motor in the middle as well. And I... I was reading a statistic earlier on. I said it in the on the Villa View, was that Brighton are the masters of turning losses into draws. They've drawn uh, fourteen games, fourteen games in uh, in the last two seasons. Actually, really interesting. They had the same uh, ratio of wins, losses, and draws in the last season: nine wins, fourteen draws, fifteen losses. Now they did finish fifteenth and sixteenth in the league, but this year they've got seven wins, twelve draws, and six losses. Whereas we've got eight wins, three draws, and 13 losses. So, you know, guess what I'm getting at here is that we turn losses into draws, then we're looking an awful lot more healthy as a team and something we haven't done since we've been back in the Premier League. But for me, I like if that was the team that was named, obviously people would be would have eyebrows raised that Callum Chambers being in midfield. It's going to split people. People will say it's great. People, other people will say it's pla- it's panic. Yeah. Um but you know that team. I suppose really the the difference that the one difference I would make to your team there is I'd bring Jacob Ramsey more into the center. I'd play him a small bit more withdrawn, and I'd go with Buendia and Coutinho a small bit further further wide. Um, uh, I would make sure that they go a bit wider. And and the reason that I'm bring bring this into play is because with my formation, I'm definitely going to be playing people wider to create more space through the middle and to stretch. Brighton outwards as opposed to because they're not going you're not going to stretch them front to back they're going to concertina up they always do and we, we stretching them wide is, uh, is 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 the best way to do it specifically if you play Ings up top because Ings Ooh. isn't going to stretch them laterally or isn't going to stretch, stretch them horizontally um, vertically I can't get my laterals my horizontals or my verticals right can't he's not going to stretch them vertically and behind I think and I think because of that reason because they've got a high line I think we might even see Ollie Watkins there but um, which is con- con- uh, converse to what you said. Just out of interest, why why do you think that, that Ings works better against the high line? Not that it's wrong or anything, but why do you think he works better against the high line? <laughs> I I just feel if 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 you give him if you give him fifteen yards to run into on a, on a on a true ball, that he's going to do a better job than Watkins. He's a better finisher. Um, I think with a, with a run of games, that will be the choice of the manager to to play Danny Ings all the time, especially when we get against the high line, which in general is what you have with Brighton because it's so compact. And um, I just think he'd be a better man at doing it. Cool. Can't disagree. Can't, like, as I said, there's nothing to disagree with against there. I know we're up against time, Paddy, and I know that you have a very hard stop in less than three minutes' time. So I'm very, very quickly going to go through my team. My team is in the hope and hell of starting, but if, it, if I think if, I think that if we're going to beat Brighton, our fullbacks are going to need to stay stay back a small little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I would have hard and fast rules as to how far uh, that they could go. 
um, specifically from the fullback position. Cash and Dina would be, you know, everybody, anybody who's listened to the podcast for a long period of time knows I loved Ahmed and Mohamedy's long uh, crosses in behind, you know, from deep positions. Team is perfect for it. Even though they've got three center halves, one of them is going to be Shane Duffy. Perfect crosses in behind. Um, I don't think Callum Chambers plays, so I take him out and I replace him with John McGinn in in my in my role. It's not ideal to have him back there, but I think that having himself and Luis back there, and I know people are going to be screaming saying, "What do they have to do to get dropped?" I don't know because I'm I've named the twenty players we have there. Mm. For me, they're they're the two they're they're the two best midfielders, even though they've got crap form. Um, and, and the people who are the people who are screaming, saying, "What have they got to do to get dropped?" My opinion, right. it's uh, well, they they to an extent they are, but you know, this I I believe that this is a system problem, not a player problem. So, uh, I I don't see why we will be dropping anybody. But anyway, go ahead. So I bring in you. You guys have seen there. I've brought in Leon Bay <laughs> to stretch people wide. I think Coutinho starting out on the left. That's where he did all his damage for Liverpool. I know playing in the 10 position against for uh, Brazil, he played brilliantly. I dropped Jacob Ramsey in there into that hole. I'm okay with Jacob Ramsey playing in there. I don't think he needs to be played out in the left. I don't think he needs to be played out in the right. Give him the big boy shoes, put him in the middle of midfield and let him run forward. Uh, let him pick up that ball and let him run at those three centre halves. If all the if everybody concertina is up there, he is cute enough to be able to get the ball out to the likes of Coutinho out there. I don't want Coutinho picking the ball up in traffic anymore. I'm sick of mm. it. Absolutely sick of it. I want him out there cutting in, making a run past things. I want Bailey doing exactly the same. It, it's all predicated on the on the fact that our fullbacks are going to have to be a bit cuter. So Bailey has the option to go go straight, or which which is, is what he likes to do, or he has the option to to come inside. Uh, with that being said, I think Ings is, uh, I would take Ings out, not because he played poorly or anything like that. I would take him out and I would play Watkins just because I would tell Watkins, run around and drag Veltman out as far as you possibly can or drag Shane Duffy somewhere because, you know, the, 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 it's, it's, it's paramount that we've got people running in around them. Ings could do the job as well. I just think Watkins is better at it. And Coutinho... Mm. Basically, what we need to do is we oh, I'm after moving everything here, um, we need to uh, get Coutinho in such a position that we can get space around him, get huge space around him. And look, I'm okay if he's if he's up against Tyreek Lamptey, that's fine for me, because that means the Veltman has to come out here to protect Lamptey. And I would fancy Coutinho against those two players out there, because whatever Lamptey does going forward in his wicked pace, he's only all right defending. And I, I back Philip Coutinho all day over him. The big thing mm. for me with Aston Villa is going to be this position here, this place, this space right in here. It's keeping, uh, keeping in here. That's a massive square, but you know what I mean? The, the, the area in here around the center circle, trying to clear out that area, trying to clear out that area so that we can either have an avenue forward towards, uh, towards Watkins, or if we can't clear out that area, make sure we're dragging players with runs into that area so we're clearing out the areas in the wings. Against Watford, all we did was ev we, we moved everybody moved through the centre and everybody moved up the wings, and all they did was they just parked people on the back of their, uh, uh, with a, a lower line and completely stifled us. So for me, I play Martinez and goals, Dina, Mings, Kanza, Cash, McGinn and Luis deeper. I'm okay with them spraying passes. Uh, they don't need to do a whole pile. Um, I play Jacob Ramsey for a small bit further forward, not like in a massive 10 role. I play two sixes and an eight. Coutinho and Bailey run themselves to an inch of their lives. 
And then we've got Ali Watkins doing the same up top. And it's going to, what's going to break down Brighton is consistent runs across the face of the back three and consistent runs into midfield. So that is basically what I would do. It's not sexy. It's not brilliant. It's But it's what we have. And I think when you write out all the players that we have, you know, if you're a manager that's uh, that's searching for answers, you know, going to somebody that's 19 like like Tim from the from the start or going to somebody like Callum Chambers could happen. I just don't think we see it. Mm-hmm. I think I think the only change tomorrow is Conza for Chambers. And but, I think this ball's going to go in here and Watkins is going to take the ball. He's going to score. I just like that. Except that went wide, even though I was clicking <laughs> on the ball there. It went wide. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I, I think Conza in for Chambers. I think that's going to be the only change. And I think we see Bundy in there. But um, if he's going yeah. to change it, he's going to change something. And I think for me that this gives, uh, gives serious options. So does yours. But I think whatever happens, we need to have a bit of a buffer zone or a blocker. Or yeah. At least, like defense is a rumor within this team at the moment. You know, it's a mm. rumor that we have to defend. Yeah, that's what we need to get sorted and as well tomorrow. Our, our biggest, our biggest problem is a full back. We we need to watch Lamptey and Cucurella. Cucurella destroyed us in the first half. Uh, I was at the last the, the game we the game we beat them. He was phenomenal in that first half. He, I watched him coming towards me up and down that wing, heading towards the whole end. And uh, he he's he's a serious boy in attack. But if we can pen him back, I think we could do damage. But Still a little bit broken from last week, so we'll we wait and see what the uh, what the team sheet is like before we we go making predictions. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, best luck to everybody who's traveling to the game at the weekend. Shout your absolute nuts off, and uh, yeah, we'll be back again with a team sheet tantrum tomorrow. Um, ten minutes before the team is announced. What time is that going to be again, Paddy? Ten to two. 10 to 2, we'll be, we'll, be, yeah. um, we'll be back tomorrow with a team sheet tantrum. And then we'll see if our prophecies come, into, come into, into the fold. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching. All the best. Stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.